0: I'm ready to go. Are you? I am ready to go. All right. Hold on. I've got kids who are all playing,
1: and they're having so much fun.
0: Hey, can you guys (laughs) knock it off now?
1: You know what? I can't. I don't know if your recording can hear them, but I can't really hear them.
0: Yeah, my recording picks up a little bit of it. Oh, okay. And I don't
1: even know if that would be a bad thing, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh! We're going to have to pause for a second. I got Vicky on the other line. Hold on one second.
1: Alrighty. Hey. I am here.
0: Yeah, she's like, uh... She's at work. She's like, uh, Gus just texted me and said that he's locked outside. <laughs> Uh, of your house or of his house? Of my house. Because <laughs> Sam and him are fooling around and Sam locked him outside. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what they're fighting over. He's saying he's not allowed in until he shows me his phone. So uh. I said, well, <laughs> just whatever you guys are doing, do it quietly. Oh, well. Um Yep. Okay, so... Today we're talking about the end times. Yep. And I guess I don't know how much research you did on this, but I should warn people: uh, I am by no means an expert, and I have never taken any of the prophecies real seriously. Right. Because it's my nature to to uh, it's my nature to second guess anyone who claims to have some kind of knowledge that the rest of us don't have. And experts spend their whole lives studying and poring over all the Bible verses that we do have, and some of the like um the accepted uh, visions of saints and they're still no closer to knowing much about it than any more than I am really
1: yeah exactly
0: that's that's how I so, look at the whole thing. <sighs> But yeah, there are and, some things we could say, but and I'm thinking maybe I, I guess we would start by saying where we are right now as a society and kind of kind of put that into some kind of historical context. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm not an, a history expert, but I I do look into history a lot. I don't look into prophecies, but I do look into history, mm-hmm. right? Because I right. find it interesting, and I don't know, you know. We're still, we still don't know who won the election. Or actually, yeah. we know who won.
1: We we, 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 still don't know who's going to end up officially being, uh, right, uh, appointed. Yeah, uh, elected yeah, we by the electors. If, we, uh, we know who, sh- who should have won the states,
0: but we don't know who's going to end up ruling this nation. And but we do know that it's going to be that the result of that is going to be two entirely different things. If Trump gets in, we're going to have probably the continuation of America and maybe moving that America more into, uh, back into kind of a Christian society. Mm-hmm. And if Trump doesn't get in, we're, we're going to have socialism, but that's going to, I think that's going to get bad real fast. I, I don't think it's even going to, I don't think it's even going to be like Venezuela. I think, it's going to be more like what's happening worse. in places like France right now where uh, um, where uh Christians are being attacked left and right and being yeah. beheaded right there in public. And the police apparently don't really want to do much to stop it.
1: Is that happening in France now?
0: Well, I don't... I know it's happening in the Middle East. No, the, well, the, the, those three people were attacked and one of them was beheaded. And... Mm.
1: It, okay.
0: Okay. There were lots of churches that were, st- where fires were started last year during the Easter season. You remember, and they burnt down right, Notre Dame. Right. We don't know who burnt down Notre Dame yet. I mean, nobody even. I don't think they're even looking into it. I don't think anyone cares. Notre Dame. How old is Notre Dame? That's like six or seven hundred years old, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it's burned down and. Nobody even talks about it anymore. Yeah, it's almost a thousand years old, built in 1163 initially. For people in America, it's a very scary time because um, a couple hundred years ago, these guys got together and started this society that grew into a culture that, uh, I, I mean, real quickly became a world power and then, I would argue, one of the greatest societies that ever existed. And primarily what it did was it gave good people the chance to do good. That's why America is so great.
1: Uh, absolutely. That's, um, you know, that's, that's, that's something I have. That, that's, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. I have trouble trying to get across to some people what is truly exceptional about America uh, within the modern world. And it's exactly that. And that's true, like no other nation,
0: yeah, it, because it limits the damage that bad people can do,
1: and especially because, the damage that bad people can do through bad governance right it 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 limits the limits that government can place on the good actions of good people
0: right and we're we're seeing right now uh bad governance impose these. Well, some of it's serious. Some of it's, you know, crushing businesses and dreams and people's livelihood. And I mean, th- that's one of the sins that cry to heaven. Um, yeah, to, to stop exactly. people from that's being right. able to support themselves. But aside from that, it's just silly crap. You got to stay six feet from each other. You got to wear masks. You got to, no Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like anybody's going to follow that. But, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, they come up with these these ridiculous things um, that, you know, people in, in large measure are going to ignore, and rightfully so. But um, there's a more uh, kind of insidious aspect to it as well, which is that um, it will undermine, and I think already is undermining, um, the respect people have for... Um, Legitimate rulership and governance. Yeah. And that's going yeah, to come certainly. back to play. But, but you know, I honestly think that actually, um, doesn't matter to the, uh, the, the broad plan that liberals have in mind for the world and for the United States, because I think that the rule of law is not a significant, um, thing in the mind, mind of a liberal. The, a, a liberal doesn't, uh, You know, a conservative has this concept of very few laws, but they're foundational and and you respect the law as the law itself. I think liberals' ideas is that you have many, many, many laws and you just keep changing them for every situation and, and, and you don't have to have any kind of reverence or respect for the law itself. You just go along for the expediency that it's easier to go along with the machine. Uh, with right. the bureaucracy to just, you know, stand in line, punch your ticket, go there, do this, you know, keep your distance, if wear your mask, and so forth. I, I think very that's specific the things plan. that
0: they want to accomplish, they just do it because it doesn't matter what kind of, uh, it doesn't matter what, uh, what kind of circumstances set up obstructions to that. They can be overcome by just telling people, you have to do this. And you're going to go to a, a work camp or be put to death if you don't do it. And people do it because they don't want to be punished.
1: Okay. So let me back up a minute here because I, I've been kind of reviewing in my mind our uh, conversation so far. And I think people may feel like they're coming into the middle of something. Um, mm-hmm. let's announce that let's tell people what we're talking about. So, so this okay. is about the the question. Should we suspect that we're in? End times when we look at everything that's going on, and it's not just what's going on in our country and the direction that we might be going politically and and in terms of of uh, liberty and government and so forth. Right. But look at things like the church. We we have what is is, uh, you know it, it. It's certainly unprecedented. It's hard to say it, but but you know we've got a a, a apostate pope with nearly. Uh, It, it, it seems like most of the bishops are going along with him. Um, that, you you know, um, it's rare to find a bishop standing up and saying the truth. Uh, and sometimes when bishops do stand up and say the truth, they end up getting, you know, smacked down either by the pope, um, certainly by the culture. Yeah. Um, and so there's a, uh, and, and the way things are going, you, you look at, okay, the, Powers, the the means of exercising control that governments are are amassing to themselves. You know, they they enlist the you know extreme, almost impenetrable bureaucracies, um, so that even if somebody wants to correct a injustice that's being caused him by the system, he'll never be able to accomplish it because he's got to navigate. a a labyrinth of, of rules and forms and, 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 uh, and so forth, just to be able to get attention on the right detail. So um, you've got this, this, uh, this bureaucracy in the sense of, of not in the, you know, we we think we use the word bureaucracy and we just mean it to mean any kind of large behemoth organization with a lot of, of internal, uh, rules and cogs and so forth but but the more yeah um it's more like a bureau bu- bureaucracy like like a rule by bureaucracy uh as that we're turning into um, because they,
0: they they do generally make the rules and the the you know most americans think of rulers as the people we elect and these these people weren't elected they were appointed and they they right. pretty much run everything
1: The, uh, the congressman, it's, now, we, we can't, we can't leave the blame off of our congressmen when we say that. They are assigned the task of making rules, but what they end up doing is they say, well, we don't want to deal with the particulars. Let's just, uh, legislate into it, into existence, um, a, a a new bureau, a a new administration, a, a new, uh, whatever, um, and and give it to the president to go ahead and hire people to run it, and we'll give them a budget for doing so. And they're the ones who are responsible for coming up with the rules that everybody else has to follow.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So when so, you look at all of this, I, I guess you you could say that what we're experiencing right now, when you pile all of it onto on top of it, it, it when when you pile everything up, it is unprecedented. Nothing it's, quite like this has happened in history.
1: Yeah, because... Okay. We've Especially never
0: because quite... of the globalism.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the technology of the modern age... I'm going to step away from the mic age. for a second. Okay. The technology of the modern age has allowed these powers to amass so much ability to keep themselves in place and to make themselves the arbiters of the kinds of lives that people can live and so on and so forth that unlike previous ages where things have been very bad it's difficult to see the current age as being something that resolves itself through the natural pendulum of history in other words if you had bad kings in the past well a king could be killed or even a dynasty could eventually die out or be conquered by some you know by another or Whatever. So there were, there were natural things within history that caused a sort of a, an instability and a limit to how long things could be how bad. But today, because of the existence of technology the way we have it, because of the ubiquity of, of, uh, you know, people are just willingly bringing, um, things into their homes that, that could make them subject to monitoring, um, the extent to which not just the government through its laws, but, you know, what we call big tech through its arbitrary decisions to, to decide that it's going to favor one kind of opinion over the other. And then the way that controls the public conversations that go on. Um, it's, it's difficult to see all of this being overthrown through the course of natural events. And that's where the temptation comes in to say, well, you know what, we must be at end times because the only way yeah. this is all going to be resolved is by some kind of miraculous apocalyptic event. You know, right? true hand of God stuff. Like, and, 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 like and Trump that's where, or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> like what? Like Trump. Oh, like Trump. Well, yeah. <laughs> he could be that, but yeah, not not... Yeah, even that was it, it 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 is kind of surprising that he accomplished, you know, what he did, but uh I, it, it yeah. kinda of seems almost miraculous. Um okay. so, so the question is sh- should we suspect that we're in end times? Should should we give in to that temptation? And and then I you know, I'd like to discuss a little bit about if we are in end times, what could we what would we, you know, expect to see if we're not in end times, what could we maybe see instead? Right. Part
0: of this discussion I am just going to say on the outset, I still don't think Trump has been beaten and I don't I still think he's going to be in office. But
1: uh I'm I'm still Because hopeful. I
0: I hear people talking and they, and they talk as if we've already lost and we haven't
1: lost. No. No. But no. Um, we're 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 losing some battles. I mean, it's absolutely shameful the two canvassers in um Detroit that were holding out. Basically the the uh, you know, the these um these BLM um, racist uh, Marxist anti-Americans called them out by name and said where they live and where their kids go to school and said, you're being racist. And that's why you're holding out on on certifying the vote in Detroit. I mean, yeah. that, you know, basic, you know, intimidation tactics. We're going to we're going to seek uh, sick people after your family for holding out on this. Uh, even though you know that there's regular, irregularities and you want those resolved, you can't have that because, uh, you're standing in the way of accomplishing a racial outcome that we want. So you've got these racists who are accusing the guys who were trying to do the right thing, and actually there were two women who were trying to do the right thing, and, um, throwing their kids, uh, to the wolves, in order to get them to uh buckle which they did and they went ahead and and agreed to certify the vote in um, in Wayne County Detroit um so yeah not i mean it it was a it was a loss of a battle for for Trump um but it's it it demonstrates and you know I hope people are starting to see the reality of Trump's opposition and the kind of people they are they're not nice people Yep. And they don't want what's good for America; they want leftist power they want Marxist power, yeah, and they'll do anything that it takes to get it. you know the kind of people yeah. who pulled this stunt are also the kind of people who would tamper with an election.
0: you know what else is becoming apparent is their plans for afterwards once they have that power, yeah. <laughs> And I well, I think the governors are demonstrating right that that right now by canceling our holidays. Um Yeah. And if the holidays are canceled, I can guarantee you church is gonna be canceled.
1: Yep. Like anybody's gonna listen. Well the bishops will listen and the priests will listen, but the people won't.
0: Well everybody's listening. I go to you church any- I, I go to the store and everybody's wearing a mask. I know, but
1: do you any do you know anybody who's cancelled Christmas plans?
0: No, but these are the kinds of secret things that we can do and get away with. Now Oh, I, if, yeah. if you've got a neighbor who's nosy and is going to report everything, you would tend to, I don't know, be more careful, maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I still don't wear a mask. I, what? And in, uh, Virginia, we hear now they're saying you got to wear a mask in your house if you have visitors over. <laughs> so we went from, and, you know, the, the, the disgusting LGBTQPZ movement, um, which, you know, brought us the line. The government has no business being in our bedrooms, mm-hmm. and those very same people are now trying to push the government into our living rooms and kitchens.
0: Yeah, and they say whatever happens in the living room happens in the bedroom. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's it's yeah. it's difficult to see how it's going to get better. And and here's the thing, um. Let's, let's, let's talk about the first scenario. Let's, let's assume there's, this is really some kind of end times thing. Uh, that all of this is a, you know, Satan has been trying again and again various kinds of attacks on the church. Um, and now he's got a coordinated, uh, the church is in bed with the state, not ruled by this, uh, not, not ruling the state, not in charge of the state. The, the, the pope doesn't influence the king. Uh, they don't have like this direct power struggle. Instead, the church operates, uh, at as the, part of the pleasure state. Yeah. of the state as almost a servant of the state. And so now the state, you know, and and Satan's got the state in his pocket through uh growing Marxism. Uh, he's got an apostate pope and a whole bunch of bishops who are not used to the idea of you know waking up each day knowing that you know they could. Lose their life that day just because they're a Catholic bishop, and they're unwilling to stand up, even when it would be easy to stand up for the rights of the church and for the rights of the faithful, and for the souls of the faithful. Well, that's Um,
0: that's that is where we are right now.
1: That's where we are now, and so when you see that, you say, "Okay, this 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 must be the final attack by Satan." Plus, we've got homosexuality, we've got abortion uh widespread throughout the world. Um, you know, I, I I've written an article before that abortion, homosexuality, and communism, those are the threefold kind of a three-pronged attack of Satan on everything that God created humanity for. And so with all of this being done at the same time, it's you know, it's like it seems like, hey, this this could really be it. Well, if it is really it it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Yeah. If it is really it, we're going to see, for example, the United States uh having beheadings of Christians the same way you see them in the Middle East. Right. Um, we're going to, you know, it'll be, uh, ISIS won't be, you know, just a a organization over there. It'll be a real presence in everybody's lives. If this is truly the end time, we better all pray hard that this is not truly the end times, even though, you know, it's tempted to think, oh, yeah, just kind of bring it. Let's let's bring it to a head and get it over with. And, you know, like kind of I guess like like popping a a pimple or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we are so soft. Yeah, that's the thing. (sighs) Well,
0: first of all, when you say things like that, okay, uh when you talk about the killing of christians um you just suddenly you're not taken seriously anymore and it's it's so frustrating because when we talked about you you know 20 years ago when we talked about things happening that are now happening we weren't taken seriously yeah when we said people are going to behave like this and people say you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about well, here and, they are. Yeah, here we are. We're we're being told men are women and women are men and you can't tell a man that he's a man and just stupid idiotic yeah. things. Moronic. But also more uh serious things like you can't go to church this Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No we one thought lose that our the right government to go would ever say church that. Church and worship. Yeah, and now they're taking that but, away. Uh there were those saying 20 years ago that uh the states are going to Uh, get rid of police and deputize, uh, gang members to be policemen. Mm -hmm. We've Uh, got that happening. look what's going on in Seattle. That's, that's exactly where they're headed in, in, uh, Seattle. Um, it's going to get a lot worse. Um, if, if this is the end times. Now, and, and, you know, here's, there are those, but if, if there's anybody in our audience, who is uh, of a mind to think that it's going to be like those? Uh, who's the guy that writes those? Um, he's the Protestant guy that writes the Left Behind. Um, oh, books. The, the I
0: I know who you're talking about, but I never saw so, any of the Left Behind.
1: Me neither, uh, but but I I knew he was a phenomenon because he you know, he was writing a bunch of books. I guess they did a series on it too, whatever. But anyway, yeah, yeah. there there may be some Catholics who who are like tempted into believing that there's there's a Protestant um school of thought. It's it's actually a, a yeah
0: the the, the um, rapture or something like
1: that. Yeah, it's it and and it's actually a, a minority school of thought among Protestants, and and it's actually a very modern school of thought. It it doesn't. It doesn't date very yeah. far back uh, that says that um, there's going to come a point at which certain select good people, you know, the people who are closest to the Lord are taken up off of the earth and everybody else is wh- who's going to be left in order to undergo a tribulation. So, you know, some kind of tribulation or trial or something like that. Um, and so there may be people kind who think that yeah that this is if this is the end time well i just got to stay close to the lord that i'll be taken up and i won't have to go through it but i i want to read uh, i'm gonna actually i'm we don't usually do a lot of bible thumping on in this show do we right but <laughs> but i'm gonna read um so first of all he's this is jesus's prophecies in matthew about the the coming and close of the age um he said, "Many will come in my name and sayHe is the Christ. they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All this is but the beginning of the sufferings. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake." And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because false prophets, he's talking about people who are pretending to be Christian or at least of God. And because wickedness has multiplied, most men's love will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout. So when you see the desolation, desolating sacrilege spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understandeth then that those who are in Judah flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop go down to take what is in his house, and let him who is in the field not turn back to get a coat. Uh, And alas, for those who are with child and those who are nursing in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. If those days had not been shortened, no human being would be saved. In other words, he's talking about a tribulation that is so devastating that God has to cut it off or nobody would survive. That
0: sounds pretty serious.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, And, and you know, the scary part
0: of that is that you will be hated by all nations.
1: Yeah, yeah. All nations so are going to hate we're us. We're not going to have... We won't hear, have I, a home.
0: Yeah. And I hear people talk about, well, if if Biden wins, I'm leaving America. And I'm like, where, where are you going to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you people say Poland, for
1: example, Poland has some good stuff going right now. But if these are the end times, Poland will not be a haven for us.
0: Right. There uh,
1: won't be one. Right. And then he goes on to say that, you know, if people come and say, behold, there he is, there is a Christ and so forth, don't believe them. And then he says, I'm moving forward a little bit. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then will appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the son of man. Coming and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds <clears throat> from one end of heaven to the other. Now I think that's where um the this idea of of rapture comes from. Yeah, but, but uh but it sounds like later, something
0: that happens after
1: He he but but here's the thing put this into context because he goes on, he talks about the lesson of the fig tree and then the necessity of watchfulness. And he says, as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the son of man. Now the days of Noah was a flood. It was a punishment. It was a cleansing. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and swept them all away. So those who were swept away were the evil ones of the earth so will be the coming of the son of men. Then two will be in the field. One is taken and one is left. Well, who were those taken by the flood? The evil ones, not the good ones. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One is taken and one is left. Again, who was taken by the flood? He's comparing this to the flood. People, and, and these, this is the passage where they get this rapture idea. They've got it completely inverted. Now, Earlier in Matthew there's actually a more stark uh direct uh evidence of this. Uh in the um, in the parable uh what they call the parable of the weeds where the uh farmer has his weeds and a servant comes in and says, "Hey, an enemy has sown um, weeds among our wheat. Should we go pull them up?" And Jesus says, "Nope, let them all grow together for you might accidentally pull some of the weeds up. Then at the end, uh when everything is grown, I'll send out the harvesters to first pull the weeds up and they'll bundle them and throw them into the fire to burn. And then they'll gather the wheat into the barn. Then Jesus actually explains this parable. There's not, he doesn't explain all his parables, but he goes into some amount of detail on this one. Uh He says, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seed means the sons of the kingdom The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with uh, fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evil doors and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine Like the son in the kingdom of the father. Jesus explains right there that the angels are going to gather the wicked out of the earth first. It will seem like there is nowhere to go for those who are faithful. And then when it's the end of the age, the angels will come and that's going to be the end of the tribulations for the faithful is the wicked are going to be gathered and thrown into the fire. Now, we don't know exactly what's going to happen after that. Is is it going to be a sudden transformation of the physical world that we already have? Is that the new earth Jesus is talking about? Or are we first all going to die? I think we are all going to die. I think everybody's eventually going to die first. But the death may be an immediate death and rebirth into a new transformed world. I don't know. We don't really know how that's going to work. But we have clues in several places that things are going to get very bad and there's not going to be any kind of rapture event where the just are taken out of the world in order to avoid the tribulation that, you know, Jesus speaks of here. Right. In fact, before that happens, it's the evil ones who are going to be taken out of the world. So that's that's the point that I want to make, guys, is that if these are the end times, you can expect things to get very bad and you're not going to get relief through some kind of rapture. Yeah. That's that's how it's going to go.
0: Let, let's say that these are the end times. Th- this would be the beginning of the end times.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're just getting getting started. All
0: of the good people, the few good people who were kind of holding back the forces of evil, are defeated, and uh, people like uh, Donald Trump is just, uh, he's not going to be able to stop it, and uh, people like the Pope have. Have turned around and gone with the, with the evil ones instead of trying to hold them back. I mean, he's, he's Um, gone
1: with the communists and, and, um. So what do you do? Well, okay. That's, let's, if it's in that case, uh, you know, let's, let's again, we can, we can turn to the gospel and Jesus has several, um, parables about the coming of the son of man and they all, uh, including the ones that I just read from um include uh at least the, the the description of the tribulations you know he he ha- goes on to um insist on the importance of watchfulness and that's what what they all involve is watchfulness and and when when we say watchfulness uh when he said watchfulness um it was clear he meant watchfulness over your heart and your soul make sure that you belong to God always you know right because if he, you're you're not just watching
0: for something to happen. You're yeah, wa-
1: yeah, it's not like watching yourself. Sense, hey, see, I told you it was coming, I told you that's not what he means. He said it's gonna right. be like a thief in the night. Uh the watchfulness. Because you, you're gonna is, be tempted. Keep keep your oil skins full or your oil lamps or whatever have have extra oil for your oil lamps. Keep keep looking for ways to pour grace into your soul. Right. Um that's fast. going to be your guard against the darkness
0: fasting prayer and if you Almsgiving. if you <laughs> fail alms give, yeah charity uh if you fail uh get to confession yeah be ready to die
1: always always be ready to die what's the the, the memento mori huh memento mori it's the uh um it should be your motto at all times it means remember death memento mori keep death in mind always okay
0: yeah act like you're in a foxhole
1: yeah yeah, that's right. I mean, um, that's, this is it. The, you know, this is the battle uh, that that Mortar Shell could come at any time. So keep the, yourself prepared.
0: And he kind of goes back and forth because sometimes it's like, okay, there's going to be this tribulation and everybody's going to know because all these signs are going to be there. And then he, and he then says again, uh, people aren't going to see the signs. The signs will be there, but nobody's going to see them.
1: Yeah. That doesn't fact, just
0: mean evil people. That means us too. We're, we're not going to see everything until after it happens.
1: Right. And I think that's what he, you know, I, I you've mentioned before how, how, uh, I think it was Sheen, Fulton J. Sheen. Um, Sheen. Yeah. Bishop Sheen has said that, that prophecies are always given for the benefit of those, uh, who come after the fulfillment of the prophecy. Yeah. Um, um you know if... e- even the Old Testament prophecies the the messianic prophecies uh and the salvific prophecies that Jesus on the road to Emmaus was explaining to the two um and and relating all of those Old Testament prophecies to him to show how this this Jesus um had fulfilled them um but And we could assume retro- that they had heard all those prophecies before. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's not but, like they were, you know,
0: but, but in but, spite
1: of all of them, Jesus, the Jesus that actually was, was not the picture of what anybody was looking for based on those prophecies. Yeah. So forward looking, we're, we're going to miss it. But then looking back, we'll see it. But but here's the thing that I think a lot of times God does with these prophecies. um, He sets it up. It, it's like, OK, people are going to go a certain way. And they're going to be hard in their hearts. They're going to reject God. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. Uh And God, because of his infinite mercy, wants to give people every opportunity, every last chance, if you want to think of it that way, to turn to him. And so he not only gives them signs to point them in the way that they should go, he even tells them ahead of time, I'm going to give you these signs. And they mean you should go this way. Yeah, but knowing because he does not interfere in our free will, that they're still going to reject him. They're going to ignore the signs or reject the signs or whatever. But it it's like you know, so that in the end, there's no part of of any of the eschaton. The or the es is it eschaton or eschaton? I always said eschaton, but I hear people using a, the the eschatology or eschatological uh, events, you know, the um death, judgment, heaven, and hell. There's no part yeah. of that that anybody's going to be able to say God was not completely just and completely merciful in how things played out.
0: And completely honest.
1: And completely honest. So, you know, the goal is don't try to interpret the signs so that you know when you should turn to God. That's not what they're for. That's not what the prophecies just are for. Turn to the God po- now. The point of the prophecies is things are going to happen, and that doesn't mean it's the end yet. They're going to get worse, and that doesn't mean it's the end yet. And people are going to say, there's the Messiah. Don't go. Don't listen. Stay faithful to the church. Keep Stay, in the sacraments uh... to the extent that you can. Go to confession. Say your daily prayers, your morning offerings. Stay in grace. Don't sin. Pray, fast, fast. So exercise charity, and try to work for the salvation of souls. That's the
0: immediate answer, is prepare yourself for death. It's pretty much always the answer to everything. But um, at the same time, um, plan for the future, because you don't know if this is the end.
1: Right. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, it's memento mori. Remember death, but don't assume death. Right. Prepare to be ready for this to be the end. But don't assume it's going to be. <laughs> right. You know, Jesus would, would right, say because that's you just should, foolish.
0: You should go ahead and finish going to school and yeah. learn a trade and uh, enhance your career and, and build a family yeah, and yeah. bring your family. family to God. Right. Don't yeah, say, have. oh, we're in the end times. I'm not going to start a family. You know, that, people did that in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah all these old people right now who are dying without kids mm-hmm. and they're lonely and they're miserable because in the 60s they said, I'm not going to bring a kid into this world.
1: Yeah. Now they were thinking because, something. Most of the people were thinking that. We're thinking, oh, you know, we're developing you know nuclear arms. It's going to turn into a, a mm-hmm. wasteland from a nuclear war and stuff like that. But they were wrong. Even when,
0: uh, even when we were kids, um, I would say by the time I was 20, I, I had thought that within the next 10 years, there would be some kind of real political revolution. Yeah. Yeah. And I had kind of, I lived my life that way. And it was a mistake because there was no political revolution. Most Christians just kind of, just kind of knuckled under.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, I, okay, let's actually use that to jump into the, the next part then, which is what what could we possibly see what what might god have in mind we we're, we're we're trying to you know guess uh you know the the directions of the the you know currents of the will of God for the world if this isn't the end times because you know it's it's been two thousand years that's by the biblical uh estimation of a generation which is forty years that's fifty generations okay yeah i we don't have any reason to suppose that the age that Jesus talked about, you know, the, the, the close of the age he referred to that in terms of the, the end of time. Um We don't have any reason to believe that it's not going to be 5,000 generations. Right. Before that happens. You know, that's, <laughs> um, I um it, it seems pretty like, you know, dire right now, but, but we don't have any reason to, to believe that, that this, you know, to conclude that there's not more to come. You know, God may want, Many 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 more souls in his church before he closes it out and it it if takes you, generations to do that if you think about it this way we
0: know how we know how uh we know how infinite god is when yeah. when we look when we get our telescope out and we look at the stars and we look at these billions of galaxies each having billions of stars um okay, so he started mankind not that long ago really and if mankind is going to be the only uh the only creature with free will the way man has it if if we're the pinnacle of his creation um i don't i don't think he's just going to close the door after a few thousand years and say yeah. all right that's it that's all that'll ever be now we'll just live forever for all eternity no ending of time and it doesn't seem like enough people.
1: Right, right. He, he, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, you know, he, he may intend us to, you know, reach the stars, so to speak, you know, and you know, fill the world, uh, and might fill the universe. Be more like fill the universe. Yeah. Or at least fill the galaxy, but yeah, at um, least the galaxy. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of, of long term prospects for what god might have in mind for the human race um before he decides decides to close the age so in terms but that's of not Im-
0: to say he's uh that's not to say he's going to uh step back and and say all right it's hands off you guys you guys just keep multiplying and keep fighting your little wars he still uh he still comes down oh, and helps
1: us no no everything he's still part happens, of the equation. Happens within His providence for the good of those who trust in Him. Everything right. that happens, at, and and if it, you know, we're what almost eight billion now in the world. Uh, if if we expanded to the galaxy, and and we become instead of eight billion, we become a race of, um, you know, trillions. Eight eight billion trillion. He's still going to have a hand in everything that happens in every single person's life, working his providence for the good of those who trust in him. That, that won't change. And of course he's infinite. It's, it's not like that's, it's not like there's some. It's
0: not like he can only handle so many.
1: Yeah. It's not like there's a point at which he's going to be, Oh, wait, I can't figure this equation out. There's too many variables or something like that. That, that's, that doesn't work that way. (laughs) Um, right. So. So in terms of you know the the coming events, here's the thing. If we assume that that we are that this is not the end times, I feel like there's basically one of three ways we're gonna go. There's there's uh two two are good and two are bad.
0: <laughs> are you talking uh, in terms of just America or worldwide?
1: Uh, worldwide and over the next okay. you know, worldwide over the next, say, thirty years. Okay. So so one way that I can see it is what everybody's hoping for. That we actually have, you know, cause, cause it really does feel in a way that it didn't quite feel even when, when say Clinton got elected as, as tragic as that was. Um, it really does feel like we're kind of in a, a sort of watershed, uh, yeah. moment right now. The water can run either way, but it feels definitely like some kind of watershed. So on the one hand, the water could run, uh, the way we would want it to and, it could go that this in this election, Trump prevails, gets back into the White House, somehow the reactions against that, which we know will be violent, right? Uh, prompt people to wake up and realize what's been going on. And the good people of the United States start defending their freedoms the way that they were meant to. Um, right. and, and that this ignites a fire around the world, so to speak. That's that's you know that's one and possibility. In Even in the church, it could be that that a few good bishops awake awaken. Many bad bishops end up you know going whatever way they're going to go. Something, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen to them? But and then it could be that that by some miracle, uh, the next papacy, uh, you know, whoever, whichever pope follows Francis, is going to be a really good pope. That now you know, I would.
0: To comment on that
1: possibility, mm-hmm. it seems slim, doesn't it?
0: It does, but it's kind of it. It follows a pattern of of God's will. It it seems like things get really bad, and then when everything seems almost impossible, when everything does seem impossible, then God says, "Okay, I can just do this," and yeah. then introduce a certain saint who. Changes the way the world thinks, yeah, or something like that, and that's right. That's always a possibility. There, there's precedents for thinking that could happen, yeah. and so far, what Donald Trump has done seems miraculous. He's beaten everything that would have defeated anyone else in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, right, and you wonder and why everything's he keeps going against
1: him. with with everything that that is piled on top right. of him. I mean, he you know the 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 um the the kind of fortitude that he's showing the the uh perseverance um you know it's that, incredible. that's incredible yeah and it's not the um it's not the it's not the stuff of of megalomaniacs and and tyrants you know people right who don't like trump like to compare him to a tyrant um but you know tyrants don't have that kind of of you know, they don't staunchness fight staunchness in the face of, of, of such widespread adversity from everybody. They, you know, they don't accept the, the buffeting and everything that Trump has accepted.
0: Right. He's, uh, he's not really comparable to any tyrant that you might think of. Yeah. Who, who takes things by cheating and mm-hmm. um, doesn't allow there for to be any opposition
1: Right. Who crushes opposition before anyone can hear it. Rather than engage it. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's his presidency alone seems almost miraculous. We could get a miraculous turn of events with the next papacy. America could, you know, become a force for good under a second term of Trump that, as I said, ignites kind of a fire around the world. And it could enter yeah. into... Another, um, yeah, I, I hesitate to use the word golden age because even golden ages of the past weren't quite so, you know, they're a lot more tarnished than people like to, to try to remember. Um, but it could, things could turn very good that end up allowing us to, to turn our, uh, our, you know, knowledge of the world and our technology and science and so forth to, um, truly good things for the human race instead of turning the, them into the tools of tyrants to keep everybody down and under control
0: we could say that the the amount of good that americans were able to do for each other could suddenly become worldwide
1: yeah that's a good yeah good way to say it so that could happen that's that's one direction things could go another direction things could go is just the opposite it could Go the direction that it looks like, oh, that's the direction it would go if this was really the end times, except it's not really the end times. Now here's the thing about end. that. You know, Trump, Trump could not prevail in this election, uh, and then we could get under Biden and then exactly like you said, you know, there are no more Republican, uh, you know, Fair elections on the national scene uh, we don't get any more Republican presidents. America falls into being a completely socialist state, and things go bad. but this isn't the end times, and it ends up becoming a world where you've got fractions uh factions rather of uh, literally freedom fighters, you know people who band together to say, "You know what this isn't what we signed on for. it's time to to take up arms." And use our natural right and engage our natural right to violently, if need be, overthrow a tyrannical government. Um, and then it could go into a period where it's that kind of world. That's, that's another Think Star way Wars. things could go. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That if, in fact, if you, if you watch Star Wars, Star Wars is, is very interesting for, uh, its portrayal of how things happened that the, Republic, you know, America as it started out as a republic, the republic through a few machinations and the Grant under a a uh, uh, a need of of what everybody thought was absolute necessity to do so. We need someone to act and to act decisively of power to. Uh, the guy, I don't watch the show, you know, enough to really know the names that much. But anyway, yeah. through this grant of power to the guy who became the emperor, the republic sort of just became the empire. It's not like, it's not like there was a coup uh, of a military nature. Right. It's not like an empire took over the republic from the outside. It's that the republic internally turned itself into the empire that we were introduced to. In the very first Star Wars movie, episode four. Um, that could yeah. happen. And, and then we would live in that world. Now, the third way that I see it going is the worst of all possibilities. You would think that that would have been the worst, but it isn't. The worst of all possibilities is that our world truly descends into this kind of mind numbing, uh, dystopian, uh, technocracy Uh, bureau technocracy, if you want to think of it that way. Kind of Um, like Brave
0: New World almost.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the things like I was, I was reading something like in Japan, there's the, they've got, or is, is it Japan or Taiwan? I forget which. Uh, you know, you go to a shopping center, there's these little robots who come up to you and, and remind you to put your mask on and, and, and keep your distance and stuff like that. Um, in, in earlier during this pandemic thing, there were helicopters flying around. You know, yeah. Central Park in New York uh, broadcasting on loudspeakers for people to, you know, practice their social distancing and put their masks on. Um, and then now, of course, you combine that with talk about not only coming out with a vaccination for those who want it, but requiring people to keep a special COVID vaccination card. And you've got people uh, which, you know. If the vaccine's available and those who are really concerned about it have that available to them, they go get it. Why do the rest of us need to be vaccinated? They're safe, yeah. Even if we get it. So, um, again, the the you know the policies don't make sense. But you've got before that things you know like like countries where it's practically illegal and in some places it is illegal for schools, even Catholic schools, to teach the christian um faith and morality for example regarding sexual morality uh they can't say that homosexuality is wrong right. uh you know to to that is illegal in some places with it. yeah uh, and and, yeah. and so we could get into this and and with the cooperation of bishops and priests we go into this long period of this mind numbing dystopian existence where nobody actually thinks for themselves except in small circles of conversations like we're having here. And that to me is the worst of all possible worlds. That's where your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. It's like, my Lord, what hope do they have for their souls in a world like that? Who who could, you know, who could hold on to the grace of God in a world like that?
0: Impress on your kids how important it is to be Catholic when Two things. Number one, it's it's illegal to be a Catholic, but more than that, it's irrelevant to be Catholic. Yeah. And those two things combined have made it hard to impress upon children, hey, this is really important.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not like we're going to have the, you know, it's not like we're going to send our, our, our soldiers out to... Round up the Catholics and put them in a concentration camp. Something that people can take up arms against and, you know, you, you know what I mean? It won't be that kind right. of action. It'll just be, okay, oh, you're Catholic. Well, a bunch of people suddenly don't want to do anything. You want anything to do with you. And by the way, um, it's hard to buy groceries or, um, you know, make use of yeah. online services and, Um, so it's easier to just keep your mouth shut about it. And, and maybe you keep your conversations private and don't actually spread the faith. And by the way, what is the faith? Because there was no one there to spread it to me. It's that kind of a, of an existence. Um, and, and so you say, well, gee, we can't live like this. We've got to change it. We've got to overthrow, overthrow what? You you know, there's, There's you're going to overthrow the, just the way the world works because that's what it'll be. If it goes down this this third and worst case path that I'm talking about,
0: if Trump does not make it into the White House, the number one thing that he did, the probably the most important thing that he did, was that he showed uh, he showed us that we're not alone, that there are others out there like us yeah. that are for some reason or another scared, right? Scared right. to be uh, shown in public and. Maybe I. maybe then little, again, maybe that's loses. not all that great if they're if they're still scared and they're still not gonna be but, shown but maybe uh, not. in public, but
1: you know, maybe he loses because during his administration you've got things like so you know, like like the Behemoth um YouTube and Google. Okay, well mm-hmm. you've got alternative uh search engines going up. You've got Rumble, you've got Parlor. The people who were you know who were less um less likely to speak out as much have a place where they can go and speak out and they might be engaged in a discussion or a debate or even an argument uh but they're not going to uh be silenced they're not going to you know yeah. meet this cancel culture so maybe the importance of these other kinds of services these alternatives to big tech isn't that oh okay now i can go to a place where i can be with fellow conservatives that was never the point anyway of, say, parlor uh, or whatever. The uh-huh. point was, I can go somewhere where I can say whatever I want. My account's not going to be uh, disabled or my followers taken away from me because of what I said, which is what Twitter does. So maybe these things will serve a different purpose in a uh, evolving game where it allows people to see how many other people like them there are and it allows people to be emboldened and to say wait a minute no we're not going to stand for this yeah trump lost maybe this election but maybe he will have touched off a firestorm where people are simply bold enough to say i'm not going to be silent anymore
0: well i don't know uh, i think I could, at you can most, hope for it. <laughs> it, it might give people a way to network but um
1: yeah but the importance of the networking is knowing how alone you're not yeah. Possibly. That, in in I, my scenario. I think
0: the importance of knowing you're not alone is um, knowing that all these things that we think aren't idiotic. Yeah. And so I'm a little bit less... I, I'm more likely to try my best to get my children to understand where I'm coming from because I'm not just an old fogey. And so the upcoming generation might see a little bit of fervor in their parents because most of the well our generation saw very little fervor except unless you had parents like ours well, yeah yeah that's 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 true um,
1: that's true it's I mean it's, most
0: my friends uh, in school uh, joked about how crazy our parents
1: were right. Our parents' generation, our parents themselves being the, the, a notable exception, but our parents' generation were really kind of the, uh, the generation to, to sell out to the God of convenience. Right. And maybe, maybe part of the point, you know, the, the, you know, again, God's providential plan for all this is that our generation will end up not doing that at least as much as our parents generation did and maybe our kids generation will do it even less so yeah but like i said i see if so if, if, if trump does not win this election I, I can see very as a very real possibility the descent into that dystopian hell that i described which is yeah. like even you know more of a sell out than our parents generation was
0: right well uh okay You've given us three scenarios there that aren't the end of the world, and we come back to the same question. What do, what do? do we do?
1: <laughs> and by the way, the, 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 uh, to make it clear, the, the, all three of these scenarios, if it's not the end of the world, all three of these scenarios are things that are only going to apply for the next couple of generations. Something will change two, three right. generations down the road, no matter what. Okay. There, there's yeah. nothing, nothing lasts. The world is, if, if you could look at, at, at history with, you know, take all of the world history, including the next 500 years, the next 5,000 years. And, and if you could view world history uh, and, and kind of see it, it kind of uh, depicted within the time span of, um, you know, say 10 years and just kind of sit there and watch it for 10 years. Uh, yeah. It it would be it would be like a a constantly roiling sea, sea like a stormy sea, or or like a bubble, like a, a full boiled pot where where the, everything's bubbling and always changing and turning over and stuff like that. So it, unless it's the end times, whatever happens now is going to be different three generations from now.
0: Yeah. But the answer is still the same. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Fill your oil well, flask. Do plan. Plan for whatever comes 10 years from now and try to foresee that and make your yeah. your stamp on that and make it count. Um, pray, be watchful, be mindful of death, fast, and do everything you can to impress on your kids that they should be doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, you work for the That's, salvation uh, of souls, your children's first. Well, your own first and then your children's.
0: Yeah, I guess that's another part of our, part of our parents' generation is when they gave them up to the schools and said, "Oh, the kids will teach religion, or the the schools will teach religion. I don't have to." Right, right. And when they stopped teaching, they also kind of stopped living by example, or living mm-hmm. an example right, right. to their kids. Oh, I'm so
1: guilty of that. I, I am. You too. know, think things like I, I don't know. I bet at least. At least fifty times within the life my life of raising my kids, we've started, you know, habits of nightly prayers. They didn't keep up. Yeah. Um I you know, I'm I'm and honestly, I don't know how to make that work within life. My you know, when I look back at, you know, the reasons they didn't keep up, it's like I, I don't want to be cutting excuses for myself, but it's like yeah. um I would have had to to uh I, I guess the point is It took me too long in my life as a parent to realize that you can't work these things into your life. Instead, you've got to work your life around these things. That's the advice I would give new parents. Yeah, yeah. Figure these things out and work your life around them. Decide what kind of parish you want to attend and then move there or move to a place where that's convenient, even if your job is a little bit less convenient, for example. You know, see, I get, I when
0: I look at the direction things are going, I get pretty scared because it's like, wow, I I dropped the ball on this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, but here's the thing. Okay, we just talked about our parents and how they were not lazy. They didn't. Uh, they they showed us an example, but you know, mom didn't. Mom didn't teach me
1: catechism. No. Um, they. They sacrificed th- th- to send us all to Catholic schools.
0: Okay, they sacrificed to send you. I, by the time grade. I was in ninth grade, I was in oh, public yeah. schools, and I dropped out of the ninth grade. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the grade
1: school up through eighth grade. Yeah, okay. But by, by high school, it, that's one of the things. I mean, you know, as parents, we've got to realize that by the time your kid's in high school, a lot of what happens is determined by your kid's willfulness— You no longer have the ability to make it happen just because you're the parent. It feels like you should. They're only 13, right? But guess what? 13 year olds have wills fully formed, developed wills of their own. And the only reason they're going to go with your plan is because they are willing to go with your plan or at least less willing to go with your plan than to suffer some kind of, you know, whatever kind of consequences you got to realize that. Yeah. So the time that it really counts is those years, you know, between the ages of of uh, four and, and, and ten maybe. That's where mm-hmm. it's, I think, most critical. And our parents did what they had to do to keep us in the Catholic schools, and except for the periods when, you know, some of you, I, I was beyond, you know, I was like almost out of high school before this started becoming a thing. But then, you know, they got into the homeschooling and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, they did homeschool the uh, younger ones. I, I went to, I don't know, I'd, I guess the thing, what I'm trying to say is I didn't really learn any religion from, I don't remember learning much of anything in grade school other than you're Catholic and you should act.
1: And Me there either. are plenty of,
0: <laughs> there are plenty of other, Kids who went to the same school who aren't really Catholic anymore.
1: So tell me this, and I I, I want to know. There was a
0: time in my life when I suddenly decided, "Oh, I'm Catholic, and I have to, I have to learn what that
1: means." Oh, okay, okay. And I, I okay. I was going to ask you if 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 you had this kind of experience because this is kind of what happened to me. You 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 know, I'm a, um, uh, I find myself not having a complete home in in uh in in a in a what seemed to be opposing camps but um because i'm you know i've often been finding myself in what you would call a pro establishment uh kind of a camp except that now that the establishment is becoming this this bureau technocracy kind of thing i'm i'm much less there but as a kid uh I've also got a, a strong, you know, rebellious, uh not rebellious is not the right word. But here's the thing. As a kid, I often took the Catholic position just because it was the oppositional position. And I yeah. learned a lot of my faith just by way of being oppositional. I
0: did that with friends as a because
1: we had fun arguing with friends. It was never unfriendly opposition. We had fun arguing, and there was an acceptance. But with teachers, it was definitely oppositional. Really? Yeah.
0: I, uh, I, I was, I was rebellious and oppositional, but I don't ever remember having to be that way about religion. Uh huh. Of course, like I said, I dropped out of high school. Yeah. But, um, I remember deciding that I'm Catholic, and and and. I liked to uh, argue, and that's really why I started looking into the teachings of the church and why it teaches these things. Is because I like to start arguments and get everybody worked up. And yeah, I especially yeah. liked it the the more right you are, and the more uh, the more self assured you are that you are right, mm-hmm. the angrier people would get. And I discovered that uh, it was
1: fun to tweak it, people. It <laughs> it's easy to do that if you're Catholic because
0: every single argument is so well thought out.
1: Yeah, they're already against you and you've got two thousand years of wisdom that you know is backed by the absolute reality of God himself, who's the author of all creation.
0: Yeah. And this is back before the internet, but I happen to have access to this giant library of Catholic teaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh because our mom had all these books that most people didn't have. Our
1: parents would do things like, like our dad would go to auctions. And he yeah. would he would even, like, I think he sometimes even went to estate auctions. Or like, uh, oh, they're closing down this, uh, you know, this library or this seminary, for example. And, and, and he would find places where he could get these old religion books. Yeah you know we
0: had an incredible childhood that uh would never be available to anyone certainly not nowadays but most people not even back then
1: yeah i know you
0: what we had available to us that is not will never be available to most people mm-hmm. at least for the time every now and then i sit and think about that
1: yeah it makes me feel guilty cuz yeah like, cuz my, my kids don't, kids don't that. have that <laughs> hmm all right.
0: But, uh, let's see. We're back on subject here. The, the thing is to keep praying, mm-hmm. keep fasting, be mindful of death. And I mean, I think in, I think one of the things we ought to be doing is forming relationships or some kind of network with like-minded people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's a good point. Cause if we, make the assumption and we even said when we were considering end of world scenarios that you have to behave you, you can't behave on that assumption well if we yeah. we make the assumption that this is not the end of the world well then you'd say okay what is it prudent to do well right now it's prudent to build those networks yeah and build those those uh you know groups and, and ability to reach out to each other um So that if you do, uh, you know, have to, to go to one place or another, okay, I know who I can talk to and find out, um, you know, where the, uh, the good people are in this area. If I have to move to another city, I can find out where, uh, the, the right kind of masses are, for example, and stuff like that. Or if things turn really, really bad, like I, you know, was proposing with this, this dystopian, um, evolution, um, okay, I know how I can keep in touch with my Catholic faith and how I can, uh, keep my children in touch, uh, with the faith, at least as long as they're able to be under my control and, uh, continue to work for my and their salvation. And at the same time, again, it's, it's like we talked about last week. Even in that kind of world, you still look for the opportunities to evangelize.
0: Right. You know, we should have a, show on how to how to uh meet other people who are like you and network that way which would be difficult for both of us because
1: neither of us is good at that
0: (laughs) right and and we both had the benefit of having a large family Mm -hmm. and so i mean i know a bunch of people who are christian but they're all related to me Yeah, exactly
1: exactly that's that's true (laughs) yeah well so if, if anyone somebody has could, ideas on if that somebody they can share the secret us. with me yeah let me know because i would have no idea if i if i didn't have a big family and and i hit you know 18 and wanted to meet other christians uh you know to develop a kind of a, a adult circle of friends or what i'd have no idea how to do that other than uh, you know i don't even know how to meet people at church you know we, we i go don't to, either we go to mass and it's like i'm oh, bad yeah, at it I, do i just talk to someone hey how you doing Nice day we're having, Hi. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: See you next Sunday.
1: Come here often? <laughs> and I see other people
0: do it, though, sometimes.
1: I, yeah, I I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if you ever learn the secret, please tell me. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, it's almost an hour and really a half. Think... We ought to turn to some current yeah. events if there's any.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, what? A few, but a lot of them... Oh, well. Okay, for example, we got in... We were talking about Poland. Okay. Um, several officers are injured in and far... It, it's described as a far-right demonstration. Uh, and it just says thousands defied public gathering restrictions uh, to uh, participate in their Independence Day march. Now, what does thousands mean? You know, like 2000s, that's not huge. Yeah. The very next story is thousands of supporters of Trump protested in Washington, D.C.
1: I heard it was well over a million. Close to
0: a million. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it, it was like. So thousands. I think yeah. it, I, it, 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 interesting and, and kind of sad, but nonetheless, it, I, I think it actually, uh, rivaled the March for Life. Yeah.
0: So when they say thousands, well, that's that's part of what they're doing, and part of what we've been talking about is making you feel like there's not that many of you. You're alone. Yeah, that's but true. we know at seventy-two million people voted for Trump. Right. We know those are real votes. Yeah. Those seventy million people did not vote for Biden. Right. Those aren't real people. So I, I don't know, don't know some people uh, voted
1: for Biden, but yeah, some people, we we but... know not as many as as what the numbers say. Is what the, right. the numbers being reported?
0: Right. Um, you know, there's all kinds of. The news is so depressing mm. if you're rooting for Trump, and it's one story after another, and and half of it is miss is, is fake news. I mean, yeah. the, I saw one story. Uh, it was I think the uh, who reported this? Uh, Sky News, I think. I don't know. it, it was just. Another news page, but they said, uh, Donald Trump, uh, admits that he lost. Huh? <laughs> he, in a Twitter post, he admits that Joe Biden won, yet he refuses to concede. But uh... what he said is, Joe Biden won because he cheated. That's what he said. That's oh, not admitting that someone won.
1: <laughs> the kind of idiotic story. Joe stories Biden didn't win our, yet anyway. It's I, that's yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's like okay. uh, another when, in the When sp- the news are willing to do that, you know you have to ignore whatever the news say,
0: okay? Right. Um also in the news uh uh our our pope called Biden and congratulated him, Oh, that is so him.
1: disgusting. I just hate to think of, of our Pope and Biden forming some kind of friendship, it, which you know they would. You know, Pope... Yeah. Uh, St. John Paul II and, and Ronald Reagan kind of became friends. They Both of them, I think, had a lot to do with the fall of Soviet communism. Um, I could see... Right. I could see a... a I hate to say this, a, a very evil alliance developing between Pope Francis and Joe Biden. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be so awful for Catholics for that to happen and for everybody, in fact, in the United States and the world. Yeah. Anyway, let uh, is there any space news? Praying. Could we have some current events that oh, aren't depressing?
0: <laughs> well, uh, SpaceX, uh, successfully yeah, their, launches the
1: Crew Dragon private launch to the, uh, uh, space station, right? To
0: the ISS, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three astronauts, uh, and I, I don't, I, I don't know too much about how Space Dragon is different than other craft, but it, it's a lot of it is reusable, and it comes down when, when it returns, it'll be a splashdown in the ocean. Um, but this is the first crewed. Uh, Mm C-R-E-W-E-D Operational Flight and uh, so it I I guess they're not I think what's different about this this one is that it is it is able to link up with the ISS instead of the ISS linking up to it
1: oh okay okay. so that's good but isn't the real significance here is that this is a privately developed spaceflight you know what space that's,
0: that's only significant to me if Donald Trump wins <laughs> <laughs> that's right I don't think you anything... know what that's true that's true
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, but it is it is significant for this day and age
1: I mean I'm thinking because this, this is, isn't
0: the government
1: this is the touch off. this is the Wright brothers of spaceflight this is the touch right. off. That will become an industry. This is like Delta or well, any this other... Is, this uh, is like Kitty Hawk, and eventually it's going to become a Delta... Uh, you know, that there will be Deltas right. and Transams and so on. Uh, Transam, tra- Trans-America, you know, not the car, but... Right. Um, just, Trans-America doesn't even exist anymore. Anyway, Southwestern and so I on and so even forth. I can't
0: think of any other Of space airlines. flights. Delta's the only That's, one I can Well, think Cincinnati's of. a big
1: hub of <laughs> Delta, but... Yeah, the South. Yeah. Actually, my favorite is Southwest. Uh, they have this that they're a lot more casual about things. So, for example, they don't have assigned seating. Instead, yeah. instead you have like your position in line to get on the plane. But then once you're on your plane, you just sit wherever you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of one flight, uh, we were running a little bit late, and the uh, attendant, uh, she was a woman with a. Um, I don't I'm not even sure what accent you would say. Uh but she's talking about, you know, if you're headed to this place, go there. If you're headed to this they're trying to make sure people link up with their flights or they know exactly where to go to get the next flight. And of course it's all other South um Southwest Airline flights. And she's going on and, and if you're going to here, do this. And if your flight is with another airline, we don't care. <laughs> i i think she took a little bit of flack from that but it was just funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway anyway,
0: yeah it's big news for space yeah let's Uh, let's
1: let's hope that donald trump gets in so that it can really become a significant thing
0: (laughs) right because if he doesn't, then
1: then it doesn't commercial work.
0: space exploration just doesn't yeah, exist it's, anymore. It's,
1: yeah, forget it. The government will redirect uh, its resources to controlling people.
0: We've got we've got more governors and more mayors all over America shutting things down, um, <laughs> including yours. I hear. Yeah, he's giving us a curfew and. I, he has killed so many people with his laws. Yes. Yeah. They're not laws. They're executive, executive orders. Executive
1: orders. Right. Right.
0: So yeah. many people have died because of these rules and restrictions. Not to mention businesses and dreams that have been crushed. It's so evil. I can't imagine how does a person get through a day when they're that bad? Yeah. That's, I, I would every day just, Sit in the shower
1: and cry because I'm so evil. You gotta wonder how these people you know that that's the thing. These people who are like that, in order to get through the day, they have to actually embrace that evil. You can't yeah. retain your sense of moral direction and then act like that as a leader and re- right. you know remain functional psychologically. Yeah. There, there's a difference between
0: being crooked and being stupid and being evil. Yeah, yeah. Mike DeWine is evil. And it's and it, there's a lot of them out there right now. That's which, unfortunate. Yeah, there's according, a lot
1: of, especially local, by, you know what you mean, like governors yeah. and, and mayors of large and mayors. cities, who are, they really are. And according
0: to... Uh, Sydney Powell and Trump, a lot of a lot of what they did to get quote elected is gonna be uncovered soon.
1: I hope. but you know, I keep seeing stuff about that in Twitter sphere and stuff like that, and people talking about yeah. the Kraken and cats out of the bag and that kinda of all these analogies and stuff and, and it's but it, it just it keeps on being talked and never happens. Yeah. And I'm I and know. I'm thinking the you same know, way.
0: I don't know. We've been I, talking about uh Russia gate and the investigation of Durham and and guess what? Now yeah. after the election we find out nothing's going to happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. No it's one's like, going no one's to jail. Gonna be indicted. <clears throat> it, it's it's you know, it's hard to to I don't but we'll see. I don't know. I I just by the way, everybody, you know, just every night and you know what, even if you don't like them, you you it it would be like wrong to say, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that because I you could have said the same thing about Obama, and back during his administration, I would have had to grudgingly say, yep, I really have to do this. Every night, or every morning, just say three Hail Marys specifically for Donald Trump. Yeah. Everybody.
0: He's literally fighting the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. He fired the guy, the Director of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure yep. Security Agency, Uh, who said that this was the most secure election ever. Oh, he deserves Uh, to be fired. I don't understand why. Why didn't Trump see that coming? Why did he hit that guy? Yeah, that's true. true. Those are the kinds of things that I think, well, didn't you know this? We all knew this was going to happen. Didn't you set up a way to fight it? And... Well, that's I, the,
1: that's part of the problem. People don't understand the degree to which elections happen at the state level, and even more so at the county level. Um, yeah. And so, for example, if you want to swing a national election, you don't do it from the top. What you do is is get very quiet. Uh, you know, you 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 go around and you make it so that the that the elections within key counties within states. So, for example, yeah. Wayne, Wayne County in Michigan, which is where Detroit is, uh, and then plus maybe the county where Flint is, I don't know, but, but mainly Wayne County in Detroit, okay, that county alone can swing the whole state even if, you know, one way, even if the whole rest of the state leans the other way. Same thing for yeah. Cook County, Illinois, where Chicago is. Same thing for the county in Georgia where Atlanta is, and so all they got to do is get a you few bad get, guys in there. It's like, yeah, you 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 find a way to manipulate that particular election, and that's all I mean, you that's need to do. You do. know, then you've got that stake. And, and that's yeah. all you need to do. So, but, but the election processes and everything else really do happen at those local levels. So it's hard to have so, any kind of top level infrastructure that says, okay, we're going to do this and it's going to make everything secure and, and, and then things They've are going to be good. You can't do that.
0: Yeah. Especially when everybody else is against you. The <laughs> yeah, entire FBI true. apparently yeah. is against him. Yeah. So.
1: Well, you know, the entire, it's its like the, the book I was reading, The Case for Trump, the entire, practically the entire bureaucratic government is against Trump. Right. Because he wants to change the way we do government. He wants to return to putting the responsibility for lawmaking in the hands of legislators and taking it away from bureaucrats.
0: Yeah, so that they're actually accountable. Yeah. 'Cause they gotta get voted again. You
1: gotta get the votes. So you got your laws gotta make of course, sense. Of course, if you know how to steal
0: the votes, then yeah, even then, then it you're doesn't not a it? So oh well. This is uh oh well. Iran says that it will return to the joint comprehensive plan of action if president elect Joe Biden lifts sanctions
1: imposed by Donald Trump. What <laughs> that is a nightmare waiting to come yep. true. Well, like I said, if Biden gets in, look for a resurgence of ISIS. Yeah, that's Without what you said. a doubt. Uh, that's all the news I got. All right. Well, okay, here's, here's something. So we've had, you know, fires out in California. Um, and I, yeah. I think they're mostly over. But I found a, a, a case where a guy, um, his home was being threatened uh, by one of the state's largest uh, fires. He didn't have any more water. The water was off. And... Um, he and his family were preparing to evacuate. He decided he's going to make a final attempt to fend off the fire until the real firefighters can get there. Um, And so he, he, he couldn't get the water to come out. And then he remembered he had a 30 pack of Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) He started shaking the cans and squirting them at the fire. <laughs> I don't know if it really made a difference, but he did save his home. The firemen eventually got there and started pushing the fire back. He did save his Actually, home. Actually, it wasn't oh, his home, okay. it was his shop, but well, okay. one, one part says home and another part says shop. So it worked. Yeah. Okay. So Budweiser <laughs> said, "Okay, I I you know, I make <laughs> I make fun of Budweiser all the time and 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 you know, how it's not real beer and so on and so forth, but Yeah. But okay, thumbs up to Budweiser for being there. I thought
0: you were gonna s thought you were gonna say he tried to urinate oh. on it and maybe burned himself And ended up
1: getting burned and killed himself or something. No.
0: What an embarrassing way to die. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, the forensic okay, guys would have to beard. try to figure out that one.
0: That was a oh yeah, that was the McKenzie brothers one. The what? mckenzie brothers oh yeah yeah for
1: strange brew
0: (laughs) he drank that beer and he's like i know how to put the fire out
1: (laughs) he he was in that that cauldron that was filling up with beer by the way i eventually did go and watch that and i i drank a couple of beers first and i thought it was funny i I laughed uh the whole show yeah but it's it's such a stupid show
0: It is a dumb show the jokes are just <laughs> it's one of, stupid it's like obvious I can
1: see it's exactly how you describe it. like like you as a teenager, you watch it and it's hilarious uh and then yeah. like you'll go back to watch it later because you re, you have the memory of of how of laughing as a teenager, and it'll just be so stupid um yeah, but anyway, I finally did watch the whole thing
0: I think when you get to our age, you're for some reason. It's like you can accept the stupidity of a joke you, and still yeah, laugh at
1: it yeah yeah there's a there's a middle age where you can't do that it's right. it, i guess i guess there's a point it's like you laugh at it because it's funny superficially, and then at some point it's like you laugh at it because you're laughing with the writers of where they're willing to go with stuff yeah it, it's kind of that kind of a thing anyway it's weird
0: the, yeah <laughs> the humor evolves in a person.
1: So, uh, alright, this is in the what can you expect in a country where you have to pay or have a license to watch TV category.
0: Oh, London.
1: British Hair Salon was informed by a job center that it could not run an advertisement recruiting a stylist because a word they used is discriminatory. Here's the ad wording. This is a busy, friendly, small salon so only happy friendly stylists need apply. The word objected to was happy. Really? Yes.
0: So if you're depressed,
1: <laughs> she could they don't not want run you. a recruiting ad. She was not allowed to run a recruiting ad that discriminated against unhappy people.
0: <laughs> so well, here's the question. Is this the newspaper and what they said or is there some kind of law? Do you think or
1: it just says that just was stupidity. informed it was the 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 salon was informed by a job center that it couldn't run an advertisement. Okay. I don't know what the job center was, whether that was an official thing or whether it was like a uh, uh I, I don't know like like manpower in the United States you got manpower yeah. like like temp work, stuff like that I don't know job placement places I don't know it says it placed an ad for a part time hairdresser someone with five years blah blah blah. Um, see. Yeah, it doesn't really describe the the real full context of it. So. It's
0: weird how the further away the world gets from Christianity, the stupider they get.
1: (laughs) You know what? That's exactly true. Okay. This is in the, I don't know, dare I say it, dad category. (laughs) Yeah. So, Florida man. Um. Okay, this isn't quite dead, cause Dad because Dad would have bought it, not oh, just found dad. it. Yeah, Dad. Okay, our Dad. So he okay. he found a downed light pole. He figured, well, okay, that's that's municipal trash. It, you know I can take ownership of it. Uh-huh. He strapped the light pole to the top of his car. <laughs> this is one of those. Well, well, this is one of those long metal light poles that that you know with the metal one. Yeah, with the 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 bolts at the one end that screw into the concrete base, and then it's had it been like the one we have knocked have down. A, a, apparently, like the one that's in okay. our backyard. The, well, you know, in yeah, Dad's we backyard, have we have one of those. Dad we actually have home. two. Uh, yeah, well, one of them, but you know, one of them in the backyard is a, the metal one, isn't the other one one of the, um, the wooden, uh, like telephone poles?
0: No, we, Are we that... do have a wooden one, but we have two metal ones. Two
1: metal, ones. okay, okay, so this was like, like one of those. And the guy's got it strapped yeah. on top of his, uh, what looks to be like a Toyota Camry, maybe. Huh. <laughs> he was, he was arrested. <laughs> Would
0: he drag it, or? <laughs> yeah. but... Was he arrested for stealing...
1: Well, public property. uh, Okay, so so he's been arrested on charges of grand theft. Pulled over uh, Monday after a driver reported that it was a Camry. I was right, holding a metal pole nearly double the length of his car. (laughs) Uh, They said they had seen him tie the light pole to his car a few miles away on Interstate Four. Told him that the highway maintenance worker had reported the pole stolen. 71-year-old oh, okay. Lakeland man said he didn't realize it was illegal to remove broken utility light poles from the side of the road. So that's what he was doing. He was removing a broken pole from the side of the road. So it
0: was a broken pole and somebody
1: reported it stolen and he was arrested. He thought he was yeah, just cleaning poor up. Guy. I know. Yeah, he thought
0: he was uh, doing some good. I'm going to get this junk out of the middle of the road and I'll put up the the a a
1: nice light in my front yard or something.
0: <laughs> you know, one time me and dad uh, we worked together for a while, and we were planning on uh, rebuilding the fence. Mm-hmm. And along the side of the road, a farmer had replaced a whole bunch of fencing, and he had these giant rolls of used fencing sitting there. Uh, and that's where we got our fencing. Huh? Well, there you go. We didn't. We just. I mean, it was there. We we're like, well, I guess it's been there for a
1: week. Yeah. So Nobody's planning on using we, it.
0: You went. I, Oh, well. Okay, you want to hear a good one? Sure. Do you know uh, my neighbor, Doug? Uh,
1: is
0: he on... Well, maybe I should say my neighbor, Doug.
1: Okay. Yeah, should... <laughs>
0: um, okay. He lived in, uh... Uh, New Mexico for a while. Okay. And, I mean, he lived out in the middle of literally nothing. And he lived with kind of a goofy guy who was a little bit crazy. Okay. And... They needed firewood, and it's not like in Ohio where there's woods all around. Yeah, you go anywhere nothing. you can find
1: wood, right?
0: Yeah, and so he just went out and and cut down two telephone poles and cut up the wood, <laughs> threw them in his truck, and drove off. <laughs> he said it'll be it'll be a week before they figure out where the line broke, <laughs> and it'll be another week before they come out to replace it. <laughs> So that takes some guts, I, or just complete
1: lack of. I, I don't yeah, know.
0: never mind the thousands of people who are going to be without phone service now. I know somebody could be dying. But the thing
1: is, and those poles often they they. I mean, I guess if it's out in the middle of nowhere, then then the poles wouldn't have carried power lines because the out in the middle of nowhere that you would have the high tension lines. Because it'd be the higher voltage, but still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know what? I don't even know
0: about that. I I didn't think of that. The way he described it was telephone poles, but but yeah, it's, we it still prob- describe those poles as telephone poles even when they're actually the electric, electric poles.
1: too. That's uh, but yeah, but yeah. If it's if it's out away from from residence, residential areas and stuff, which sounds like this probably was, you don't have yeah. the the kind that go on those those wooden poles. You've got them way up. Uh, the, the, the very, very high voltage on the metal one. So they
0: probably were actually telephone poles. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would imagine so, but still. (laughs) It's like just the, I don't know. Still.
0: (laughs) What a whack job.
1: (laughs) Okay, my one final piece is, uh, I guess, are we thinking that maybe, uh, there is some problem in spike lee's life you know spike lee the director yeah i
0: always i always thought he was kind of prejudiced.
1: well he probably is he did the movie about malcolm x and and the black handsman and and a few other things anyway turns out spike lee is going a little bit different of a direction he's uh making a musical about Hmm. viagra a musical about Viagra. Is there maybe a little bit of a something problem he's having that uh, he, you know, is trying to highlight without uh, being without too avert about it? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <clears throat> Can you imagine being the star of a movie about Viagra?
1: I can't imagine or being an the extra star of a musical. I can't imagine being an extra yeah. in a movie about or a musical about Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> or what about the the star's wife? yeah that's right everybody's talking now (laughs) but he's he's putting it out there he's gonna be the director (laughs) okay well the name of it that's is all rise
0: yeah all rise (laughs) you know i'll probably uh watch it
1: at some point yeah if if it if a production i mean i don't know if it's it's they, well, is this going to be a movie, the, or is it going to be it a It says he will direct Broadway. the as-yet-untitled film from a screenplay, so it must be a movie that he's doing, not, okay, yeah, not a Broadway yeah. thing. You know, he should have done it on Broadway first.
0: Right. Then we could have all been waiting for it. it
1: it's, I don't know. <laughs> That'll be something to gather a crowd and that's watch goofy. it out at camp someday or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll be something to do. <laughs>
1: all right, that's all I got.
0: Okay. Give me a second here. I thought of a response to that. Now I oh yeah, I can't I remember what it was. Uh, Viagra,
1: Spike Lee music,
0: <laughs> Spike Lee musical. Oh, um, you know what? I I'm working on a project right now. Um, I'm rewriting a sh- uh, a Shakespeare play. Wow, That's... well. My my thought was I'll translate it into modern English and. Uh, sell that as a book maybe even do side by side Shakespeare and modern English and then I realized that's already been done as a matter of fact you can go and go online right now and read the whole thing Oh, so um don't see that selling but I thought okay what if I take the Shakespeare play translate it to modern English but still try to save the uh the imagery, the puns, and the uh, the humor that he has—you know what I mean—that
1: would be tricky because that but, gets yeah.
0: lost in a translation. Yes, yes. And um, it's not like I'm a Shakespeare. It's not like I can do it as well as he did it, but I can make it more. Uh, I can make it more readable mm-hmm. as a translation. Yeah. yeah. So that if you're in high school. You don't blank out after the first few lines because if you're reading the translation, that's what you do. Right. It's not interesting at all. But, uh, so that's my current project. Oh, I think cool. I'll be done in about a month. Wow.
1: That's neat. That's neat. I look forward to it. That's, uh, that's interesting. You know, uh, yeah. an interesting thing that I've seen, uh, done a couple of times now, um, that I think is a really cool thing to do, um, is that, uh, people are taking Shakespeare and, Placing it into a modern setting, the, p- putting the story into a modern setting, but yeah. retaining the lines exactly—they're not. Oh, yeah, it's it's the play, okay. except the setting is modern. You know, if if it's a you know if it's a uh, a play about the the. Uh, uh, you know, the court, it'll be about, uh, you know, a, a, a modern kind of a, a court. People will wear suits, for example, and stuff like that. If it's a, if it's a, uh, if it's one that so involves war, it'll be, it'll be regular soldiers holding, you know, modern guns. You yeah. Know, whatever. It, it they take the exact play and then put it into some kind of modern setting that still works.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing that. I know.
1: It's really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. Uh, I will keep uh the podcast posted on where I am with that. I'm I'm at the end of act one.
1: Wow. Neat. Uh are you oh. gonna reveal yet which play you're doing or are you uh gonna Oh save Romeo that? and Juliet. Oh, okay.
0: It's the most popular one for high school, so I've got the better <sighs> chance of selling Somebody,
1: it. Somebody uh yeah, picking it up. Good idea. Cool. Neat. Neat. <laughs> the, All right the Eric Engel translation of Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not sure if I'm gonna use a pen name or not.
1: All right. Well, well, if we, we see, see it out there, we'll know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, folks, uh, it's late, so uh, think about what we said and keep death in mind.
1: Yep. Memento mori. And, and circle the beads. Yeah.
0: Circle the beads, <laughs> which uh, I think I think Dan's planning on uh, getting some circle the bead attire.
1: Yeah, merchandise, Anyways,
0: shirts, coffee mugs, stuff like that. Need to need to and, uh, put
1: it out there. Get everybody to, to, to we'll, start uh, doing it.
0: We'll uh, have that. Hopefully, we'll have that for sale sometime in the next
1: few months. Yeah. All right, folks. See you next week. Bye.